The car business is rapidly changing and modern car dealers are meeting the demand. I'm Michael Cirillo, and together we're going to explore what it takes to create a thriving dealership and life in the retail automotive industry. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with subject matter experts that are designed to help you grow. This is The Dealer Playbook. All right, gang, I am sitting down with the sales leader at Andy Moore Jeep Dodge Ram, Janae Andrews. Thanks so much for joining me on the Dealer Playbook podcast. What's going on? Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here. When I seen your post, I was all over it. Well, you know, I what I loved about that is I've put posts out like that every now and again. For those that don't have context, I went on Facebook, I went on the socials and I'm like, hey, it's been a while since I've interviewed a juggernaut car sales pro. And next thing I know, like I left it for the, the day or the night or whatever. Next thing I know, I'm seeing your names getting tagged like crazy in the comments. I'm seeing some other individuals. I'm like, what's going on here? What, what, what happened? And I realized, whoa, I am, see- I, am, I am seeing names I didn't know before. And so I was so excited for this opportunity to hop on, hop on with you today because we've never met before. This We met 10 seconds ago. Correct. Um, and I'm excited to learn about you. So tell me, tell me a little bit. How did you get into the car business? Did you fall backwards into it like everybody else, or were you were you that four year old that was like playing with cars and you're like, I'm gonna sell cars for a living? You hit it on the nail. I, I kind of <laughs> just fell into it. Um, at the time, I was working for an appliance store. A local guy, H. H. Greg. He goes out of business, closes all stores. We're unemployed. The world's going to end, right? I have three children under four at the time, um, and I needed a job. Right across the street was a Hyundai dealership. I simply got in my car, drove across the street, and I was employed. As soon as I walked in there, they loved my energy and they gave me a job. Wow. It just gave you a shot. This is what I love about the business is this story, you know, getting into it, the story sounds common at this point where it's like somebody gave me a shot. Yeah. But what was it for you? Like, how long did it take you to be like, oh, this is home? Who probably in that first year, um, it's it's definitely a different kind of atmosphere if you've never sold cars before. The full commission, um, the, especially the hunting your own uh, food, if you will. I think that was key for me. And once I figured that out, it was kind of to the moon I went. Right. Ooh, I love your energy. Um, and I imagine this is why you're you're a leader in your space. Um and so your your first year, you're you're realizing, oh, there, there's something here for me. I'm wrapping my head around things. I feel like so many people get into this business and they're either so focused on money that they can't get out of their own way or they're so focused on how hard it is to make the money and they can't get out of their own way. Yeah. What's your mindset like that first Jeez. year? I see that all the time. A lot of guys are so focused on being successful and getting the clientele um, that they get in their own way. 
this month, the first two days, I sold zero cars. So here we are day three, and I should have six cars out by then. I had zero. Now, the average person is quitting. I give up. This is not for me. Um, for me, it's now put the gloves on. It's time to really battle. The right. next two days, I sold 12 cars in two days. And that's because I know it's a numbers game. And you can fail the first two days. It's the consistency that keeps that ball rolling. I'm not going to lose the month. I may lose the day, but now I have to go even harder that following day. Now I have to double up on the weekend. I'm so consistent and I know that hustle wins the game. I just keep at it. What, what were you always like that? Like growing up, was that a part of you? You know, I've always been competitive and I don't like to lose. I played okay. ball my entire life, but this type of hustle really became inside of me when I got in the car business and I seen that I write my own paychecks. How aggressive that I am determines how much money I bring home. I can give myself a raise today and I do that by contacts, by work, by follow-up. Uh, once I seen how much money I could truly make in this business by just working hard, I go hard every day. There isn't ever a C effort from the time I walk in to the time I walk out. It's a plus full energy, full court press. Let's go. <laughs> and and I mean, do, do you find maybe family helps motivate that desire? Is it is there an underlying desire to that that drives you? I'm a single mother of three children. Um, so that alone, my children won't experience what I experience. So of course that that drives me. Um, ultimately, the thought of my children having to work less than I work now really fuels me. I don't want them to be late 20s, early 30s having to work this hard. So I'm kind of just setting a foundation. Um, the generational struggle stops with me. It just does. Um, and that's why I go so hard in this business. I love it. Ooh, yeah, there's so many things I want to ask now. This, this is I told. See, now listen, gang. I said before the call, I have this little word track. I'm like, we're gonna go about 30 minutes, and of course, I'm gonna stick to that. But now I'm like, we need to go an hour and 30 minutes. There's Man, so many things I'm that I want to dig into. I have here. so much passion in this business. We could go two, three hours. It's just like the the. The information I have that can make someone successful is so plentiful. I'm so passionate. I'm sorry. Most people get into the business and and the the onboarding process is very similar. They're like, oh, we're going to have you shadow so and so and you're going to learn how we do things here. Obviously, though, as I've interviewed sales professionals, business leaders on this podcast over the last nine plus ten years, I realize they all have something in common, which is that they're willing to break the mold. They're willing, they're willing to go to a different level of output that breaks the status quo. And I'm certainly feeling that from your energy. So how to, when do you start making the connection of, yeah, I came into it one way, but there's, I've got to do something different if I really want to stand up and stand out. Yes. Oh, so I love this subject. So Within that first year, I would come to work and we would all stand at the door and there'd be guys sitting outside. And I'm thinking, this can't be life. There's no way I clock in <laughs> and I stand at this door for eight hours to wait on you to tell me I can feed my children. 
It's not going to work that way. I, I respect the traffic that comes into the door, but I'm determined for more. So at that time, I start being um, dominant on social media. Uh, another thing my children and I do to keep them humble, we ride the city bus on Sundays. And of course, mm. people on the bus need what? cars, right? So we'll pass out maybe gift cards, hats and gloves in the wintertime. We're just really getting involved in the community. Now I include them so they can really see what hustle is. Right now they're seven and eight. I want them to see what this work brings. You guys may live a silver spoon life, um, but it took work to now get to this kind of lifestyle. But outside of riding the bus, I host parties here locally um, where I'll gorilla market with someone. I'll see a post where someone's having a birthday party or a baby shower, I will then reach out to that person and say, hey, I just want to market, pass out some Driving With Janae material to your crowd. What does that cost me? Typically, they're like, hey, just put $200 on the bar or, you know, just throw me 300 bucks. Now, you got to think the rate of return on that. If they're opting or expecting 200 people, it costs me just $200 to now market to those 200 people. I sign up every single time. It's getting involved with the community. For the nursing staff at the local hospital, I'll buy lunch for a specific floor, floor two on Wednesdays, floor five on Thursday, just to kind of get my name out there. You you have to become a hunter to be truly successful. The floor traffic through the front door is awesome. Yeah, you can make a good living. Congratulations. But for me, I wanted to go above and beyond. And it's just now sprinkling my name in the community. That's you it. are an automotivepreneur. There it is. I like that. <laughs> you know, like you, I'm listening to you speak and instantly I'm like, dang, I hope everyone is paying attention because you did. Did Janae just say she's spending her own dollars to market herself? Guys, listen up. Every listen month. up. I have a budget and it's X amount of dollars. And every month, just like I pay my mortgage and my cars and my kids school, I pay to market. This month, we were heavy on yard signs. You know how you see vote for me yeah, yeah. at the stop signs? So I have driving with Janae yard signs. And we'll just drive through the city and hit every light that's hot, very aggressive kind of traffic. By the mall, high school drop-offs, hospitals, anywhere there's high traffic, there's yard signs. Guys, you have to invest in your brand. Or what are you doing? <laughs> or what are you doing? <laughs> um, but what intrigues me about this is from riding the city bus to driving around town, these are things that are obviously happening, quote unquote, off hours. Oh, yeah. But if your mindset shifts and you become, you're like, no, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business builder. There's no such thing as off hours. There's Everything's not. on hours. You're on the clock all the time. No matter where I'm at, even the park. You guys got to follow me on socials. You'll see some of this. I take my kids to the park every Tuesday. I'm off. That's our time. That's our thing. I'll take business cards and a, like a thank you card and write out whatever. And I'll hand it to the parents at the park. It's just orchestrating your career and your day-to-day -day activities. Kroger, I always, anytime I buy groceries, I don't typically go, I send my assistant. But if I end up at a Kroger, I pay for the person's groceries behind me. Now I'm a little cautious, you know, if they got three or four carts, but I will then, <laughs> hey, I'm Janae, anything automotive, call me. Whether it's an oil change, you need advice on something. I kind of want to be friendly with them because eventually when they need a car, they're thinking, oh, I got a girl. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It's, mm -hmm. You got to well, get with the, the, the waterfall effect of that. So mm -hmm. 
people are thinking in an isolated fashion. They're like, oh, but I might have just spent 150 to 200 dollars on some person's groceries. But it's not about the person's groceries and it's not even about that individual. What I'm seeing is, you know, Janae, you know, they're going home and you'll be like, you never will guess what happened to me at the grocery store. They're going to tell everybody they're going to church on Sunday. Guess what happened to me? Oh, we're in Sunday school learning about acts of kindness. Guess what? I met Janae Andrews and she it bought my groceries on Sunday. And what a simple act of kindness. And they're like, who's Janae Andrews? And they're going home and they're looking you up on Facebook. Here she is. Let me show you. Right? <laughs> Domino effect, guys. You got to get involved with everything that's around you. I mean, my mailman knows me, the bus drivers. I mean, who doesn't at this point? <laughs> I love it. Um, how long you been in the business now? This makes six years. Six years. Six years. And, and here we have, if I can be so blunt, we have 20, 25 year veterans who are still standing at the door right now waiting for traffic to come through and they're not doing any of this kind of stuff. Um, did you have anybody mentor you or coach you that kind of helped you think this way? Or is this like, hey, I got a download from heaven and this is the way we're going? Absolutely. Uh, Michael Turzo, um, Sean McCain, I can list a few guys. And when I first got into business, they were my managers at the time. And they would always say in the meetings, you live by the door, you die by the door. And I'm thinking, what is going on around here? I don't want to die at work. Right. <laughs> but for right. me, they were really telling us, go find your own clientele. You guys can stand outside all day and now up the people looking for me because I go out and I get it. And it started off at just spending my lunch break now just passing my gift card, my business card out. But I wanted a stronger impression. The business card is great, but I got into gas cards and uh, Starbucks gift cards because I think it left a stronger impression. And just dropping your business card, they don't get to see this energy. I want you to see the energy that's behind the card. So me just seeing a card is one thing, but when you see me, it's like, oh my gosh, that girl's on fire. <laughs> now here's the business card. <laughs> you remember the first experience you had where somebody came in from yes. one of your, your personal brand efforts? I sure do. And I stayed in touch with that lady and now she's on her fifth car, her family, uh, is on their fifth car for me and I go to Thanksgiving dinner every year. Uh, but she simply saw a flyer at a bus stop where I taped the flyer to the bus terminal um, where you sit and wait. I don't know if you're right. familiar, but yep. you sit and wait for the bus. I've taped it there and she called me and she says, I don't think I'll be able to get into a vehicle. I've been told no all through town. It took me about a month and a half to really find the right vehicle that worked with loan to value for her, but she's in a car and now she's a driving with Janae advocate off of me just taping a flyer to the bus terminal. And me and her have now created a great relationship I think of you were, you were talking about return, the, the rate of return. And you just said something that I think is so fascinating, especially in an industry that, you know, has these 30 day cycles and we kind of get trapped in these 30 day cycles. Really, what you're doing is you're breaching that 30 day cycle. You're, you're like, hey, people don't think in 30 day cycles. People don't go, OK, it is uh, August the 7th, and I've started my car buying journey at precisely September 7th. I will have made that purchase. They're not, people don't think like that. No, they don't. <laughs> and so what you just said, though, is it took you about a month. Did you say a month and a half? It took a month and a half of just consistent follow up. And yeah, we got it done. I don't know how many people I've met, truth be told. And I'm sure there's there's more out there. But 
that are willing to put that much effort into selling a vehicle. But it, it really seems like you caught the bug early on and you're like, yeah, but it's not about the month and a half of work. It's about the fact that uh, like you're you're playing for Thanksgiving dinner. You know, like you're like, I'm not playing to sell a car. I'm playing to be invited to Christmas. Money in the bank. You, you have to <laughs> bank it for later. Everything is not happening today, guys. Like you have and we forget about those people. Oh, they didn't buy today. Market a lost lead. I'm thinking, no, thank you. I'm going to follow up and say happy holidays. Happy Fourth of July. Like you got to stay in touch. They're a contact. You never lose them. Right. At what point? I mean, six years. At what point are, are you thinking, I need an assistant? Uh, recently, actually. I, I have one now. Uh, the last two years have been so fruitful, I can't keep up with it solo. So I have a gal who's now internal, and she helps with my thank you cards. I'm real big on thank you cards. I'm real big on um, quarterly. We do cards. Um, just send them out. She'll do like license plates, test drives. I'm kind of the doctor and she's the nurse. So she'll go mm. in, get my steps, check them up. This is what we're looking to do. And then I'll come in and close the deal. I love how you're thinking about this. Um, you're now in all these years that I've been doing this show, you're now the second person that has brought up this doctor nurse analogy. Only two. I've interviewed almost 650 people for crying out loud. Um, the way that that shifts the, the methodology of how you approach each day is so powerful. I imagine you're probably paying for this person out of your pocket too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She's worth it. The rate of return on her, <laughs> you have to think it's going to make cost money to make money. You have right. to spend it. How do you convince management? Cause I know that's a question probably some listeners. How do you convince management? Hey, I, I need an assistant and I'm going to pay for him. Oh, geez. Not at all. Not with my GM. Shout out to Michael O'Connor. <laughs> he saw the vision. He's like, Janae, you need help. You can cover so much more ground with help. So it didn't take any convincing. He brought the idea to me. I love the idea. I drew up a game plan on how she would be useful, not only to me, but also to the dealership. You can be useful to everyone here uh, because when, when I'm not too busy, you know, you guys can use her here and there and surveys and you name it, clean the bathroom. Like, it doesn't matter. And hey, yo, if you're if you're going to be producing the way Janae's producing, you need you're going to need some write offs. <laughs> True that. <laughs> you're going to need some IRS is going to need we're going to need to show some write offs. Um, oh, I, I love this because what it is, is it's we're, we're building this narrative of I'm here to build. I'm here to build. I'm here to do good. I'm here to help people. And all of a sudden you bring in an assistant and you say, Michael O'Connor catches the vision because I'm going to, hey, Michael, I'm going to bring somebody in, right? Hey, general manager, I'm going to bring somebody in to help me. But when they're light on task for me, I've instructed them to help you. Yep. That is so not the norm. Yep. Janae, that is so not the norm um, that it's inspiring to listen to. What does this do for... I'm really curious about this. What is the spill off effect of your energy, your entrepreneur mindset on the other sales professionals at the dealership? 
you know, I can go pro and con on that. A sure. lot of people are are pretty intimidated up front and they're like, oh my gosh, we can't compete. And for me, it's not really about a competing with me. I don't compete with the other sales guys. I outsell them by double every month. So it's not really a competition. It's it's really a, the house needs to win. If the house, who is Andy Moore, ultimately wins, we all win. So I don't get a lot of people who try to feed off the energy, maybe one or two. Most guys, and we're in a male-dominant industry, so I'm, all, I'm female, A, with a bunch of guys. I don't typically see them... Janae, teach me. Now, the women, absolutely. But it's kind of they stay in their lane. I stay in mine. You know, I'll pump the troops up in the morning. Like, let's go. Come on, guys, let's go. But other than that, you know, I would I would think that it would have a better effect. But these guys here, you know, not so much. Well, which goes to show you've either got it or you're not. You know, like my my wife is a um, a hairdresser Um, and. I, you know, I asked her once, I said, you have people lining up around the street to get their hair done by you. What's the difference between you and, you know, the supercuts, whatever, you know, and she said, well, look, all of us went to the same schools, but some of us have the knack. Which could be, I mean, a designer could probably understand that you might have gone to design school, but someone's got the knack, you know. And I look at you and I say, oh, well, this is the interesting crux of the conversation is there is no competition. I'm competing against myself. And the reality of it, just the, the plain Jane of it. Oh, I almost said the plain Janae of it <laughs> I take is it. <laughs> you've got the knack. You've got the knack. That's what that's what separates you from from the others. You, you have a desire that is burning so hot in your bosom that you're like, no, it's every day, every minute of every day is game time. It's go yes. time. Not only is it game time, it's fourth quarter, three seconds on the clock, and the game is tied. <laughs> See, for me, it's even more intense. And that's how I look at every day. Like, it's the last day of the month. There isn't, oh, I got 15 days to get it together. You get it together now because we right. don't want to be chasing a quota the last week of the month. I need you to get ahead of it so that we can ease into this month with a breeze. Yes. Now, I love this because it, it largely – has you as the nucleus, but you said something that I think is so powerful, which is that um, the house must win. And if the house wins, then we all win. Now that I believe that is a unique mindset as well, because most people in your position would be like, I'm the bee's knees and this is all because of me. Right. Um, you're you're saying, yeah, but if the house doesn't win, then I'm not winning either. Correct. I wouldn't have a job without the Andy Moore sign or Andy Moore's building or Andy Moore's phones or his cars. I've simply built a business inside of his business. So yeah, he got to win. <laughs> that's just kind of how I look at it. Like, I, And that's why we use my assistant for not just me. I want my general manager to win because if these guys win, they support me. There is no me without them. Make it right. make sense. <laughs> it's, it's the law of reciprocity. Yes. Okay, now I've got two more questions. One has nothing to do with the car business, but also everything to do with it. Um, You talk about how your kids will, you are working so that your kids uh, don't have to perhaps have the same experience that you did, like working as hard or the grit or the grind. What do you do as a mother to ensure, and I think I already know the answer, but for the sake of the question, to ensure that 
they also aren't useless 20 something year olds. Like I think about this all the time. I'm like, dang, my kids, my kids have a way better life than I, you know, and it's nothing against my parents. I go, Hey, they did the absolute best. I'm grateful to my parents for the, the, what, you know, everything. And the only way I could pay my parents back is to pay it forward. But what do you do? I look at them sometimes. I'm like, this 14 year old's only mowed the lawn four times in his life. I'm a screw up of a parent. A like, <laughs> how do you reconcile that? It's what do you do? So, yeah, we had a housekeeper, actually, and I let her go off the strength of they were becoming something that I didn't want them to be. And it's entitled. Oh, no, I won't get it. The nanny or the housekeeper will get it. So mm-hmm. we, we cut that out. And now we have a list of chores. Yeah, you guys can have the PS5s and the new shoes and whatever you desire. But this must be done without the work. There is no reward. This is mm-hmm. mommy's house. Those are mommy's cars. This is mommy's money. You're going to work for it. And like I said, they're, they're younger children. But we have a list of chores that you must obtain daily. I'm going to work this hard. You are too. There is no someone else do your laundry. Go load it up. Obviously, I'll wash it. But load it, unload it, fold it. Um, you, you have to teach them. Riding the bus on Sundays, I made them do that. And now they enjoy it because I want them to see how hard mommy works. And when we're on the bus stops, they they go interact with the other children. And I have a video of it. Hey, here's, the, here's a gift for you. Here's my mommy's business card. I'm Logan. That's my son. Or I'm mm. Lacey. That's my daughter. It's mm. I make them do the work. My son comes to the dealerships um, at least once a week and he'll load mommy's printer with paper. He'll shred things that don't need to be in my office, but they're going to work for this. I got the silver spoon, not them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, And afterwards, I need your address so that the Cirillos can move in with you and just observe. Uh, No, I love, I love everything about this. Um, The last question is, if this is year six, what the heck does year 10 look like for you? You know, I'm asked this question so much and I really love the sales floor. I've been asked about desk manager, finance manager, Janae, what's next? I love what I do so much. So I can't answer what year 10 looks like. I'm hoping very fruitful. I'm very confident, very fruitful, but I really see myself still selling in year 10. Um, and they're like, oh my gosh, you want to move up in the company. And I'm thinking I can make as much as the general manager if I do the work to make as much as the general manager. I, I like the freedom. I can sell 60 cars in one month and take a Saturday off. And it, it's just so free. I don't want to babysit. So year 10 is going to be success. I look the just create more Janae's um, and then kind of mm. be running an operation inside of the Andy Moore dealership. And if I can get three girls or guys to do 30, 40 cars each, I mean, I become a brand. I don't know, yeah. man. <laughs> you, you become a Titan. You become, <laughs> you become a, a Kraken. It's like there, there, there she is. Like you, you can't keep up with that level of, um, not you. I mean, generically, g- generally speaking, when you get to that level, man, does the game even change more, right? Like you're a business within the business. There's no better. There's no better business to have than like you said, somebody else has got the pays for the sign, the lights, the phones, the no vehicles, overhead. no <laughs> overhead. That is the best business. <laughs> and I love your infectious um, positivity and attitude about this because I you know, look, the reason I do this show is I want to introduce more and more people to the fact that I believe this is the best industry on planet Earth. It is. Where else can you like all of us have a similar story. We're like, we woke up one day and we're like, 
I should probably go get a real job. And we end up in automotive and we're like, oh, dang, where else can you go yep. with no experience and then create what you've created? It's nothing short of miraculous, phenomenal. There's nowhere, not even a physician. You can make more than a physician in this business with no education, just hustle and muscle. If you do the work, the sky is truly the limit. I love it. Now, I don't want to linger on this. I do have one last question because now I'm curious. What, what, what did the what did the like economic shutdown pandemic times look like for you based on the fact that you had built such a strong brand? I made more money during the pandemic than I ever have in my entire six year career. Those two years were so fruitful for us. And it was unfortunate times, but we were considered essential. We stayed open. And although we may have sold less cars, the gross on new car deals increased quite a bit. And then the used car, you got the stimulus pandemic assistant money, which mm. we capitalize on my marketing team and I, and that's when we really got heavy with the flyers and things. Hey, you know, come on in. We're discounting cars to get you in the door. You had that stimulus. That's your down payment. I mean, I, I did. I made a lot of money during that. Time. You created your own economy. I did. That's <laughs> what you did. I love it. Janae, man, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the show. How come those watching or listening get in touch and connect with you? Yes, very simple on all social media platforms. Driving with Janae. Type it in Google. Uh, I'll pull up uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Driving with Janae. J-A-N-A-E. Janae Andrews, thanks so much for joining me on the Dealer Playbook Podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. Thanks for listening.